and welcome to Soulmates Podcast. I'm Emily. And I'm Rachel. Yeah. High five. Hey. One <laughs> glass clink. <laughs> oh, girl, drink your wine. <laughs> My wine glass is empty. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, girl, you drink a fireball straight. The white wine is not that bad. <laughs> I feel like a lizard. <laughs> I just got a sassy look. Um, <laughs> So on today's episode, we're going to be talking about conquering conventions, specifically anime conventions. Yes. I wanted to think of a Preparation H joke, but I couldn't. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, we try pretty hard. They don't even have, like, a catchy slogan. It's literally, like, the number one prescribed hemorrhoid treatment. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. The prep. Preparation. Pretty much, yeah. Conventions need a lot of prep. And if you go in blind, you're not going to have a very good time. And you're probably going to waste a lot of money. On oh accident. my god. You will waste so much fucking money. Yeah. That's <laughs> happened to me. Yeah. Um. Yeah, if you're not careful, especially if you are... A noob. A noob or, you know, noobs can be adults too who are going to conventions for the or, first or, time. Or you just came into, a, like, let's say you just got a new job and you just got paid. I just got paid! <laughs> like, <laughs> you take yeah. a deep breath, slow down. First thing you need to do is think about what you want to get out of a convention. What do you like about popular culture slash anime? What do you want to see? Do you want to see big name guests? Or would you like to see artists? Or would you like to see a wide variety of vendors? Or maybe you want to go someplace that has a lot of different types of panels because you're interested in that. Do you want to go someplace that has free video games? Like, Momocon has a giant free arcade. Which is awesome, by the way. So decide what kind of stuff you want to do, and then that will determine what conventions you can go to. Conventions, when you're doing your research, if you've been to conventions before... Narrow down what you like about conventions. I know specifically for myself, I really like it when conventions have their own, like, home-built programming or they're bringing in people who have good programming. Um, For instance, Florida Whammy, shout out. They bring game, game show-type show. panels that are awesome and really well planned out to conventions for really a nominal fee it's basically like their hotel and some change uh so they bring programming like that there's also the people that go to MetroCon that do kind of like a break dance rhythm play. city rhythm yeah something like that they're really awesome MetroCon also has its own um programming which is the chess, chess match. match and you know stuff like that so if you like that specific types of conventions will be better for you if you like big name guests you might want to go to a convention that's more like megacon that actually spends most of its money on getting these big name guests i would say yeah that dragon con also has a lot of big big name guests uh, the bigger conventions are going to have more money and more time devoted to big name guests um keep in mind though A lot of people want to see those big name guests, um, so you're going to be spending maybe a lot of time in line waiting. Those are all things to consider. Uh, Some conventions, and you can find this out just by doing a little research, some conventions are freaking huge, like Dragon Con, which gets how many people? Um, I'm not sure of the exact amount, but it feels like 100,000 people. Right. So there are conventions that are the scale of Dragon Con, and then there are very small conventions, which may have still awesome programming that you might like to go to or awesome guests. It's just not going to be as many people. So doing just a little research to figure out what the conventions really catered towards, you can do that by looking at their schedules, looking at what guests they're going to get. You know, they, they make that 
information readily available because they want people to come to the convention. Also, by doing research, you can find out if the convention is, like, shit or not. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Just by doing a little bit of research, look on Tumblr, look through some Facebook. Uh, it's pretty easy to search for Facebook events. Look yep. through Reddit. Anything you can find. If a lot of people are complaining... It's no, it's not good. It's not good, honey boo boo. It's not good. Um, I, I feel like something that people that just started to go to conventions don't know is that conventions come and go all the time. They're not steadfast events unless they're something that is so entrenched and has happened for so many years, like some, something like MetroCon or MegaCon. But even then, big conventions can, you know, fall out because conventions are basically put on by people. Your regular everyday nerds, it's a few people with, you know, good credit limits and they front a lot of money and they make a lot of money if they do it right from the convention that they put on but if that stuff falls through because that's basically their full-time job if they don't make enough money they'll call it quits they'll pull the plug or pass it on to someone new um so conventions come and go oh yeah i've seen them come and go mm -hmm. and we we've been like in the con game i get well for me it's been more than 10 years and i have seen some come that were really great and i've seen some go that were really great and i've seen some come that sucked and i've seen some go that sucked they're managed by people and if it's a for-profit convention and you're not making money they will drop that like a hot potato yep definitely because pretty much every single convention unless you go to a student-run convention like, like swamp con, con or like free con they're in it to make money from the tickets that they're selling. So they're trying to make a profit based upon the expenses that they put out um, for the convention on your on ticket sales. Yeah, SwampCon is run from the love of our hearts. <laughs> right. SwampCon is a budget line in student government's budget. Right. So they have the money already. They don't need money from people to put it on. That's the difference. So once you kind of decide what conventions you want to go to, you need to decide how much you're willing to pay for a ticket. Because there's different tiers of tickets. The earlier you purchase them, the more likely it is to be cheaper. And sometimes you just don't know. Sometimes the convention comes up out of the blue and you're like, wow, I really want to go to that. And you're, you know, hitting the last date tier. So it's the most expensive. But then if you know you really like the convention and you go to that convention and you do really like it and you want to go back, then as soon as they post it, when you get home, you can buy your ticket for next year. That's what I did for Dragon Con. Literally the day I came back, I bought my ticket for next year. And I mean, that that's just a great way to save money. Also, when you're thinking about how much you want to spend on the ticket, also be thinking about where this convention is, travel costs, how much you're willing to spend. Once you predetermine, I would honestly make a budget for yourself for mm -hmm. the convention. Once you predetermine how much you're going to spend on that convention, before you go, before you leave to go to that convention, withdraw that amount in cash from your account and do that before you get to the convention so you don't have to pay ATM fees and only use that cash. Because I'm telling you, if you use some type of credit, and I get it if you're like a poor student you're just going to want to use your credit card. Do not do it. It is so easy to spend like $500 at a convention when you don't have that. A lot of it is spent on food too because right. usually there's not a lot of good food options. So just keep that in mind. I always like to bring like energy bars. Oh yeah. Because that's a cheap alternative to keep you full. So think about doing that kind of stuff. And if the ticket price that is just too expensive for you, there are ways to get it lower. Buying it earlier and also volunteering at the convention. Most conventions, if you volunteer for X amount of hours, will give you a free ticket. Or they'll give you a discounted ticket. Right. So 
you are sacrificing the time that you could be doing other stuff at the convention to volunteer for the convention and, you know, be the the person at the door that's checking to make sure everyone has wristbands or the badge or whatever. But get your ticket discounted or free. So six hours out of, you know, a three-day convention, not that bad. No, and volunteering can encompass a lot of stuff. It can be checking badges. It could be sitting at an info desk. It could be doing panels like us. We'll submit panels. And a lot of the time, if you do the amount of panels that they want you to, they'll give you a free ticket. It could be running a Dungeons and Dragons or Pathfinder game, being the dungeon master right. or the or the ST. That is a lot of time too. And those people who run those games are volunteers and they get them for free. So there are a lot of different things you can do. Don't think that you're just going to be sitting in one place all the time. If you know what you want to do when you're volunteering, if you suggest that to the volunteer coordinator, they're more likely to put you there because they don't want you to be bored. A note on that, though, for volunteering is that the larger the convention is, the less they're going to need you because a lot of people want to do that, especially for being a panelist. So doing a few panels is not a big deal, but you have to have good panels if you're going to be going to a really big convention. Yes, they want to fill the time slots, but they're, like I said, are a lot of people who want to do the same thing. Right. So um, I submitted panels to MomoCon. I'm not a very big name guest, I'll admit that. But they have panel slots that are at like 1 a.m. I'm pretty sure big name people don't want to do a panel at 1 a.m. But yep. I put that as an available time slot because the more flexible you are, the more likely they're going to give it to you. So just be flexible. You never know. Part of going to a con is kind of getting a hotel. If it's not in your local city. And if you're if you're only going for a day don't and get it's a not hotel. that far away, don't get a hotel. Uh, but if you are going for multiple days, it's definitely worth your while to get a hotel or stay somewhere. Also think, do you have friends or family in the area? Would they mind if you stayed at their place for a night? Think about that kind of stuff before spending a lot of money on a hotel or spending not a lot of money on a really shitty hotel and regretting it. Oh, yeah. You don't want bed bugs, honey, so... No. Yeah, really be conscious of what area you're in and how much you're spending. It might be worth it to spring the extra $20 a night to stay somewhere that is not infested with bedbugs. Usually, a convention will have a special block in their con hotel that is a special price. So you can get a deal on the convention hotel. But usually that's going to be more expensive than maybe the surrounding lower tier hotels. Yep. You gotta ask yourself, are you willing to walk to this convention? Are you willing to take public transit? When we went to MomoCon and when I went to DragonCon, we took the MARTA train into downtown Atlanta because the traffic is insane and parking is like $20. Right. So if you're willing to do public transit and you're willing to walk, that's definitely a good option. But keep in mind, if you're doing a very elaborate cosplay or you're in Atlanta and it's the summertime, <laughs> it's hot as balls outside. Maybe you don't want to take public transit in your elaborate costume that could be easily broken or sweat like crazy trying to get from your hotel to the convention. I know that especially we try to be good when we go to MetroCon and get the hotel that's like across the river canal thing. That bridge is like a fucking walk of shame. By the end of it, you are so sweaty. Yeah, it, the bridge, it's really not that far away. It's like a quarter of a mile at the most. I know. But it is so hot outside because MetroCon's during the summer in like July and it's Florida and it is hot. Hot. Um, so you really have to think about that as well. Um, also, if you have a hotel that's really far away, sometimes hotels have shuttles, which are like van bus things that will drive you to the convention. 
Also, when you're thinking about walking to and from the convention, think about what kind of area the convention is in. Are you in a safe area? Usually, if it's in a large city, it could be kind of dangerous for you to walk alone at night. So if you are going to be walking at night in a large city, I would walk with a group or walk with someone else so that you're safer. We care about you. We want you to be safe. Regardless, walk with someone else at night because it can just be dark. And let's say you're not in a big city, but maybe you're in in an Orlando hotel and there's giant roads everywhere. You don't want someone who can't see you hit you on the sidewalk. That's very true. (laughs) Yeah. I've seen parts of Orlando that are dark. Buddy up. Buddy system. Buddy system is even applicable when you're an adult. Alright, so once you are at the convention, you've done it. You've done all the research, you spend money, spend money on the ticket, you bought the hotel, you decided what you want, now you're at the convention. When you check in at the convention, grab a motherfucking schedule. Because schedules are subject to change from the website. Grab two schedules if you can, honestly, because it seems like you lose them immediately. Right, get that? I like to follow conventions on Twitter because usually they'll update the schedule in real time too. Right, so if you have like a smartphone, they usually have it online as well, but don't rely on that because sometimes your phone can die, Right, and then you're like, what the fuck's happening? And it's hard to tell. So definitely grab a schedule, grab two if you can. Once you have the schedule, if you went with someone else, go over it with whoever you brought with you. It could be a friend, significant other, Your mom. (laughs) Your mom. Have a plan. Plan out your weekend or your day so that you aren't kind of lollygagging around and you waste the time and the precious money that you spent on that time trying to figure out what you want to do. Right. On the fly. If it's a really big convention like Dragon Con, I like to pick two to three things for one day that I 100% know I want to do this no matter what. Three things. I plan them out. You know, you can plan out more stuff, but if I if I don't get to, let's say, the secondary stuff, I won't be as bummed. But those three things, I plan to get there early, I plan for the lines, you know, you gotta decide what you want and go for it. And honestly, that's realistic. If you look at a convention schedule and you want to go to 15 things in one day, you might be able to make that happen, but chances are that you're not going to get to all of it and you're going to be pissed off and exhausted because you're going to, if you go to stuff back to back, you don't get a good seat, so you're all the way in the back, and then you can't hear what's happening, and it's it's a mess. So what Emily said is completely right. Think about the two to three things that you would be devastated if you didn't get to do that day. And then you can have other things that you would really like to go to, but maybe wouldn't devastate you if you didn't get to go to them. Um, so two to three things per day is realistic. You should definitely go by that rule. When you're thinking about downtime between those two to three things, you can go to the secondary stuff you want to go to, but also think about stuff that's built into conventions that's meant to entertain you, like game rooms, board games, and video games. Um, Like we said, Mumblecon has a giant arcade that's fucking free. It's so awesome. (laughs) It is the most awesome shit ever. But in addition to that, even small conventions will have a board game room. Pick out a board game that you've never played before. This is free stuff you get to play. See if you like it. I've tried out so many board games because I just had the time. And, you know, a group of friends, hell yeah, let's play a board game. I mean, we go and we play Catan because Catan is 50 fucking dollars and I don't want to pay for that. <laughs> and you don't really feel like playing it all the time. And, yeah, usually even small conventions have free play board game rooms where you can even, you know, just play a card game. I know. On your downtime. Think about that. Instead of just sitting in the hall and maybe not doing anything, go to the game room. Chances are there's going to be people there that are also playing. Join their game. 
talk to some new people. Get your money's worth. Utilize all the free crap that is around that you can do and experience because there's a lot of arcade games that were at Momocon that I've never played before. Might as well play it once, you yeah, know? They had a whole bunch of Japanese arcade games. Yeah. When are we going to play that? We only went to Japan for a couple of days. Exactly. So definitely utilize those resources. If the convention does not have even a free play room, you can always bring a deck of cards and play cards with your friends. Also, you could bring a DS or even your phone and you can play games on that. Just make sure that you're bringing chargers with you because... Especially for phones, you're going to need to use the phone later on. Right. Um, some conventions are now having manga libraries. So you can go and read. Manga's expensive. And go read an actual manga. It hurts your eyes. It hurts my eyes to read it online. So go yeah. out and re- like, And it's a quiet place. You can just sit there and chill out. Because a lot of cons can be very noisy. Yeah, that's another thing. If you're not you know, an extroverted person and you don't like being around a lot of people all day, you're going to need that downtime. So you should definitely make that downtime yeah. in between the things you want to see and the things you want to do. And during that downtime, make sure that you're getting some food and water. Yes. Oh, my God. Please eat. Please bathe. <laughs> if you're going to take anything away from this, for the love of fucking God, take a shower before you go to the convention. And bring deodorant or whatever deodorant alternative you bring and apply often because it gets pretty... <laughs> Harry, um, in conventions, literally and figuratively, um, in it, elevators, it gets it gets hot. Okay, there's a lot of people, a lot of movement. If you're like dancing a DDR, make sure you do a little a little armpit sniff check afterwards <laughs> yeah. to make sure you're still fresh. I mean, like we've all been victim to it. Yes, and, and nothing is worse than knowing you smell. Oh my god! And then having to be around a lot of people, and you know yep. that you smell. Yep. So just bring a tiny stick of deodorant. Or yep. perfume or something. That is our number one tip. Bring deodorant and shower. Travel size deodorant is a lifesaver. Just just do it. <laughs> also, bring a water bottle. It can be a 99 cent throwaway piece of crap water bottle from a 24 pack that you bought at Walmart. I don't care. Bring that water bottle because you will drink the water and then you can fill it up at any water stations they have at conventions. Conventions always have water stations. You don't want to drink that fucking conical cup of water and then be done. You are going to want more water than that. Right. You should be drinking more water than that. This is my mom's speak happening. You should be drinking eight glasses of water a day. One or two little conical cups of water here and there is not going to do it. And you're going to feel like crap later. Right. And you don't want to feel like crap because you've paid all this money and, like, nothing is worse then you're at a convention. You've paid a lot of money to be there. You've been looking forward to this for months. All your friends are there. You're in cosplay. And you're not having a good time. You're in a bad mood. And you can't understand why can't you just have fun like everyone else. And you feel like a monster. And it's because you're dehydrated, y'all. Dehydrated or hungry. Or a combination of both. Or you need to take a breather. Because sometimes people try to do a bunch of stuff in one day. And it's just too much. And you just need to have a little me time and eat, and rest, and sit down, and then you can be a human being again. So, like Emily was talking about before, bring energy bars. Bring something that's small and easy to eat and will fill you up. Bring that water bottle. For the love of God, just bring the water bottle. If nothing else, bring the water bottle. Yeah, usually conventions at hotels will have some sort of spread, but it's so... The upcharge is insane. It's like $20 for a personal pizza. It is nuts. I don't ever find that it's worth it. I would rather save my money and just eat a cliff bar. Um, yep. So just think about stuff. You just got to plan. And try not to plan too much 
in terms of scheduling, but everything else should be pretty well planned out. You need to you need to have a plan, and I know that sounds super lame and we sound like old farts, but it's true. We're veterans. We've done this many, many times. You will have a good time if you just take even a few hours to just think about what you're doing ahead of time and plan ahead. You will have so much better of a time if you remember to bring the water bottle, bring your phone and a charger, make sure that you're not trying to do too much stuff in a day, and think about how much you're going to spend beforehand and bring that money with you. And make a make a promise to yourself that you're not going to spend more than that. I mean, keep in mind that all that stuff in the dealer's room, you can probably find it online. Oh my god, that is so important. Thank you for bringing that up. When you go into the vendor's room, do not be persuaded by all this crap that you see. Hardly ever, honestly, in my opinion, I'm not really a big person to like spend on trinkety stuff, but if you see something that you really like that's trinkety, like Emily said, you can find it online. Do not spend $20 at a convention to buy this little trinket when online it's 10 Odds are it's on Amazon. I always look it up. I see the price on Amazon. I look on eBay and sometimes it's on like AliExpress or something and I notice the shipping and if it's worth it and I really want it instead of, you know, I'm just like, oh, that's cool. I really have to want it to spend money on it. If it's cheaper to just get it in person, do that. But odds are it's on eBay. It's on AliExpress. It's on Amazon. The world is so much bigger than it used to be. Yep. It's not like before. You can just double check something. Delay your instant gratification and double check the price, please. Right. It it literally it pains me when I see like teenagers buy stuff that is so jacked up and expensive when it's not that expensive online. The only thing that you can't do that with a lot of the time is with artist alley stuff. Oh yeah. Um artists will have Etsy stores and maybe it's cheaper there, but you gotta check shipping. I would say if you're gonna spend money, probably support an artist and not someone who just imported stuff. Yeah, the artist artist alleys are really awesome, and there's a lot of things that are nerdy and similar to some stuff in the vendor room, but you're actually supporting someone local. You're not supporting someone who just imported stuff. So they're really cool, and if you don't have money to spend at the artist alley, most artists have Etsy's, like Emily was talking about, and they have business cards so that you can, when you go home, find them on Etsy, and if you still really like said piece, you can save up money and buy it on their Etsy. So, um, again, just think before you act. A little bit of preparation will go a long way. An ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. <laughs> An ounce of preparation H is worth a pound of hemorrhoids. <laughs> yeah. Uh, That's also why you need to drink water, kids, just so you know. <laughs> right. I hope this helped you guys. <laughs> we wish you clean poops and a happy convention. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> Um, Soulmates Podcast Facebook, Soulmates Podcast Tumblr, Soulmates Podcast Gmail. Bye. Bye.